tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Closet Conversations. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Well, A-teamers, we are straight in the closet. Kids, I hope you're not listening. I'm sure you're not listening. Dr. Prithi Ramlakan is the past president of uh, the African Society for Sexual Medicine and is also a practicing medical practitioner. Welcome, Dr. Ramlakan. Good evening, Patricia. Nice to hear you again and welcome to the listeners. Well, I'm glad that we are following up since last week. Uh, Ways to boost sex lives for both men and women. You know, when the weather is this cold, a lot of people start thinking a lot about, you know, intimacy. But then you can only do so much and you want to know how can you up your game. So this is why we're having this topic today. Are there ways to up the game that uh, uh, maybe let's start with the uh, non-medical ways, you know, the, the natural ways that we can up our game? I think the important thing, and, and, and it's not really medical uh, or, or non-medical, I think the key is that when we start to look at why we become sexual, we start to understand our inner core process. And we suddenly realize that if love is nothing else but a boogie-woogie, uh, of hormones or uh, or some drive that puts us into the best place that we want to be, we suddenly realize that there is that natural instinct for us to be sexual. And that natural instinct to be sexual is based on the fact that we have a primary uh, purpose, if one may ask uh, or say, in our existence on the earth, and that is as man and woman. And when we start to look at that primary purpose, we suddenly realize that it is here that I, as a man, will have to create children with a partner of my choice, and therefore my partner will carry that child as being part of that part of sexuality, as a natural process to produce offspring in part of nature's game. So there is this natural process that will always drive, and I'm going to use men and women, but remember we, we're looking at, at sexuality happening in all spheres, both in same-sex couples or in, 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 in heterosexual couples. But it's important for us to realize that that drive is there. And that drive is what will always keep us going forth to fix our sexuality. And love is the one that plays the game. So when you want to be sexual, you've got to have this inner feeling to be loved. And, 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 and you want to be touched. You want to be loved. You want to be held. You want to be warmed because it kindles in you this inner process which is driven by the neurotransmitters and the hormones in the body for that natural drive. And when we start to look at how this happens, that is when couples or, or, or people wanting to partner start to sometimes miss their trajectories because love is this, is, is this process that 
will bring you together. It brings you together with this lovely palpitations and, and anxiety and sweaty palms and wanting to be with the other person forever. And that is why, in fact, with the advent of social media, I think lovers or, 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 or couples and partners never are far away from each other, even with having video calls so they can actually see each other all day long if they can afford the data. So this is what you want to kindle in that process because sex is the one part which is the anxiety-producing process. And that is what will always give you that warm, fuzzy feeling that drives you towards it. And people, once they realize that that fuzzy feeling is what they want to have in the partner of their choice. And, and remember here, we have to look at couples or partners, people who are partnering together. Because if we're looking at casual sex encounters, that carries a whole different ballgame versus where you're establishing and growing a relationship which is built on love, trust, and respect. And I think that is the cornerstone, Patricia, is where we start. Well, it's a good cornerstone to start off from because at the end of the day, it boils down to intimacy. But intimacy then gets to performance and that's where I think a lot of people say, now I understand, yes, I want to be intimate, but it's the performance. It's, it's you know, my my knowledge, my my skills that I want to improve so I impress and please and pleasure my partner and in the process also get pleasured. I'm going to open up. A-teamers, we're talking about ways to boost your sex life. If you're a lady or if you're a man, do you have some tips? Please do let us know. So, Doc, how do we boost performance? And, and I was asking naturally without, you know, any any medicines for now without anything that is medical how are performances boosted so I've, I've been seeing social media platforms right and i find this hilarious but i'm sure there's this there's proof of it there's some ladies who say if you eat a raw green pepper just before sex then you know you enjoy it more and your partner enjoys it more i don't know what's the correlation between green pepper and and sex <laughs> and others will say well if you eat uh, uh holes the sweets the, the lozenger then you know your sex life becomes so amazing and I'm yet to understand why. So what are some of these natural boosters that you can give us in terms of sexual performance? So if, if we can put that into natural boosters in the way of physicality, and that is the way you look after your body, and then you look at food, and food as an aphrodisiac, as the word is, it's an aphrodisiac, and therefore if I use that, I will go a long way to getting uh, and becoming more sexual, and lots of people then go into food and drink, and, and that starts to say that this will make me feel more sexy. But let's start with the basics. We have to be physically fit to have good sex. So we have to maintain this body of ours to be physically fit and also make us better looking. And that is why a lot of difficulty will occur if that is not maintained. So if you want to bring out the best, in being sexual from a natural point of view. Remember, we get the best amount of change in our body and energy from the foods we eat. And therefore, all foods that are natural will always give you the best products you want because in those foods is what you will get. Now, a lot of people start to look for sex food. So if you look at what's in a sex food, what do you find 
in oysters that might make you feel suddenly very randy and aphrodisiacally uh, processed. And, and when you start to look for them, you suddenly find that they are there, and, and it depends on the nation, uh, uh, where the nation is geared towards how they would feel sexual. So suddenly, that would, would champagne suddenly starts to create a different feel. So in different communities, you'll find different answers. Like you said, the green peppers and the halls. And, and it's all what people see as what they see. So what have we seen in foods that do cause better erectile function? And what we found is the flavonoid food, the one that really gives you like the berries, etc., really give you a chance to have actually erections to be better at that time. When people start to say, but that's the only thing I will eat, then you start to create a problem. It's about that being part of your eating pattern that will improve your, 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 your sex drive and, and, and keep you going. So when you start to look at some people, look at ginseng, some look at ginkgo bilboa, some look at horny goat weed, epidemic, which is available from a natural point of view, you can boost the sex life. In, in a man, and therefore he can feel more powerfully addressed when it comes to being sexual. But where does sex start? It starts in the brain. So brain food is always good, and that is why people look at brain food. So if you're looking at, 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 at uh, fish, which is rich in, 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 in fatty oil, uh, like salmon, etc., are said to be part of what can give you better food for the brain and then better related food for sex. But it will come to how you start. I can make you a physically strong person, a balanced person with a beautiful erection. But if you're not confident, if you're not knowing how to use that erection, if you're not knowing how to make your partner feel happy with that erection, you are going to create problems in how you satisfy and make yourself feel better in that in that loving process. All right. So, Doctor, how do you make your partner feel good with that erection? Now that you've acquired the strong erection from these aphrodisiacs, how do you ensure that your partner is 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 satisfied? You know, there's the, a the lovely thing which I which I always tell people when I see them. I say, have an affair with your spouse. And that is the thing you should think about. And, 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 and they say, but what do you mean? And I say, think about if you were tempted to have an affair and how much attention you pay to people when you have affairs with them. You actually pay so much attention to them that you actually don't have a minute in your head to think about anything else. And therefore, you end up putting all your effort into making your, your partner or spouse the person you want to make happy, exhilarated, and, and really be the best. And therefore, starting with the first thing, and that is you cannot leave your spouse without kissing the breath out of her. You cannot do that. You cannot leave your spouse or partner without hugging them till they're out of breath. You have to keep that generation going because once you start to make habituation and routine a process, 
you're going to make it difficult for that relationship to stay fairly strongly sexual because you're now allowing that to just become mundane and not being spirited or not having the fire that it had. And we use going back to how you started or how you felt in the beginning in our way we start to rekindle the spirit of how somebody can say that I want to feel good again. And I'm saying when people start off, there usually is no problem about how we can sexually excite each other because the excitement is there from the love, from the, from the, from the process of wanting to be with each other. But once you start to go into a relationship and you start to get settled, then the difficulty in communication between the couple, the, the, the way you, 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 you spoil, what I call spoiling the person and building their self-esteem without making them feel left out if you don't have a word of praise for them. So that if you praise them, they will feel excited, but they know that that praise is part of what you together want to share with each other in this effort to diminish any stress or performance constraint that you might have. So if you want to focus on performance and if you want to focus on the stress that comes with it, you're going to fail. And if you fail little, it's going to create great anxiety in you. And that is where we find that people build a relationship back again. And communicating with each other about both life and sexuality helps to build that bonding. Because when they don't talk about sex, then whenever there's a problem, they will always start to drift apart from each other. And we definitely don't want that. Let's go to A.T. McDonald on the line. Good evening, Donald. Good evening. How are you? Strong. Uh, what's your comment? I've got three questions that I need to ask the doc, if that's possible. Will you indulge me? Go ahead, Donald. The first one goes, how long does a healthy sexual intercourse, how long should it last for? That's the first question. The second question is, what can I do to last longer? The third question is, why is it that in relationship, when you first engage in a sexual intercourse with a new partner, uh, you guys can't keep your hands off each other? However, what I've discovered with my relationship is that as the relationship wears on, that desire, that interest is slowly wears off. Why is it that the case? Thank you for the questions, Donald. Listen on uh, line and, uh, yeah, hear what the answers are. Dr. Ramlikan. Well, exactly uh, where we are at the moment, and that is that how long should sex last? And sex will last as long as the two of you want it and are comfortable with it and are happy with it. Uh, if we take norms and we take what is done in all the studies worldwide, if we look sexual encounter, penis in man uh, and vagina, the average time for sexuality is within four to eight minutes when a man will ejaculate. So four to eight minutes is the average world time. And then we get people to say, I have my first round of sex which lasts half an hour, 45 minutes. Some would finish within one to two minutes. And that is 
the range it can actually get men who ejaculate even before they penetrate in this whole process. So how long does the sexual encounter last? Four to eight minutes is the average time in the first round of sex that men would be expected to last, expected. Now remember when you create expectations, you create anxiety. So what the couple together enjoy and have fun about is this. The second part was... Uh, Doc, before you go to the second part, this four to eight minutes, does that include the foreplay or are you just no, talking no, four no, to eight minutes of penetration? Penal vaginal contact. Okay. Foreplay can go on for hours. Clear, foreplay can clear. go on from the daytime. At work, I give you a little phone call or uh, in your lunchbox, I put a little something in the, in the bread and therefore it's a little piece of paper and as you're biting it, oh, what is this? And then you read it and say... I'm waiting for you, you know. So, uh, if you want to create the, 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 I say, the seductiveness in the relationship, there are many ways to do that, and it's all about the little things you do that start to create that beautiful vibration within you to be wanting to be sex with your partner, and 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 that's important to create all the time. All the right. second, Go the ahead. second part related to to to. Uh, how long you want it to last. And, and again, it comes to how long couples want it to last. Because sometimes, and we see this quite a lot, when there is a problem. And the problem lies that there is a, a man who wants to continue being sexual and he has the ability to maintain his erection for half an hour, 45 minutes, and his partner is saying, but I'm hurting, I'm, I'm getting dry, I'm I'm burning and, and, and can't continue with this. And he is wanting to continue in that cause. So it housed the partner. So therefore, lubricate, lubricate, lubricate if that's what you want to do and continue sex. But it's always about what the two of you want to enjoy because the river of desire can run quite differently and deeply for different people. Some would want it for an hour, some would want it for a minute, some would want it for two minutes, some for five minutes, some for one hour. It varies, but you create your little nest process that you want between the two of you and take it forward. The third one comes to what we're looking at is why as we start and progress, we start to become, it becomes a problem or it is not as exciting. And that is why you want to make it exciting. You want to spice it up. You want to really liven things up. You want to have that affair with your partner. So when you see other people and you might be having this lovely fantasy about them, make your partner become part of that fantasy. And then you start to rekindle the relationship because you want to bring it back to where it was. Otherwise, you will get boredom or mundaneness but not to forget that sexual boredom is normal it is not abnormal because you are having the two of you as a couple and therefore this asymmetry in that uh, coming together is, is what it's about so important that people realize that as they are a couple working together they will have these minutes and hours of creating times when they think, well, you know, this sex is getting boring. 
But when you start to experiment, then you create anxiety again, and that causes more problems. So we have to be very careful that we kindle this relationship to what is good for us as a couple, not what we're going to read in some uh, book or, or, or online that says you've got to do this. That is what is written by people who might be not in your range or norm of ways it is. And we all are constrained by many things in our sexuality, and we need to realize that between the two of us, and then you create the right field. Let's go to Born Free on the line. Atima Born Free, good evening. Good evening, Patricia. Good evening. Uh, evening, Doc. Uh, Patricia, I hear you're a bit under the weather today, right? Not at yes. all. No? Oh, okay. Must be my ears then. Well, uh, I think uh, I've got one question, really, to the doc. I hear you talking about partners and partners like um, intimacy and intimacy. So um, just since everything is covered, everything else, what's the best way, like, with with hookups and what night stands, and how do you master that um, without the detail of knowing an individual into depth, so on and so forth? Um, like spontaneity is how they say. So how do you master that? If, if you can give us um, a bit of information on that side of things. Bonfrey, I want to ask you something. Like with right. COVID right now and how we need to keep ourselves safe and so on, is it still safe to do hookups and one-night stands and things like that? Are yeah. People... Yeah? You'll be surprised. Um, uh, just the Just the other day, well, just about what Doc spoke about now, uh, about like, erection and confidence. Uh, he's, he's quite right. Just the other because people have been sitting at home and they bored. You probably did everything you can do in your house, and um, I mean, sex is, is one other thing. It's how they call it the other way of finding euphoria. So it's something that we do, especially hookups, because you don't want to be in a relationship. Also, um, at the same time, you you don't want to not have sex. You don't want to be ejaculating all the time on your own. Um, but uh, the, I just want to find some sort of um, doctor speciality on how to master that hookup. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Uh, Dr. Ramlakan. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm lost. I'm not a born free, so. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm, I'm I, and that is why I, I, in the beginning, want to say that, uh, you know, you want to say that sometimes there might be uh, when you play games, uh, and, and if you look at how the rules of the game has changed uh, in almost every sport in the world and almost every process in the world, you suddenly realize that this is where you will have the different uh, aspects coming in when it comes to, as we, my, 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 my friend has suggested about the one-night stands or, or the times that you want to be sexual with people uh, that you don't know so much or you don't even know at all. And and that is where you're going to find that any sort of performance process there that fails will already cause a lot of anxiety. And that's where we see sometimes young men uh, and women complaining of not being very happy with their last sexual encounter uh, because they went. But what brings that in is what, in the nature sense, is the, the hunt. And that is the hunt that is always there in, in, in creating that, that, that intimacy or closeness that excites someone. And in that 
process of creating that intimacy and closeness at that time one can get excited enough to be sexual with somebody you don't even know at all uh, but if that person uh, appeals to the things in you that you like or, or or that you had fantasized about in your sexual encounter you find that you will feel so 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 much better in that encounter compared to what you have sex all the time with and therefore what we say is that we we want people to actually look at that and say that i can excite myself because if i excite myself and keep myself well i can excite the partner that i want to share that sexuality with and therefore you'll find that people have no problem with one night uh, romances or one night stand but we say it has to be safe sex it has to be safe in this time of covid because remember kissing in this time can transmit the virus very very easily uh you know i always say uh, to the people who come to me and say who oh, i know i had unsafe sex doc i need some treatment i say okay i know you put on a condom uh, i know you didn't put on a condom but if you keep your mask on at least uh, for the start and then that gives a giggle but then suddenly a sense of oh i forgot about that i could uh, get covid when i had sex with somebody so quite intestinally different but it's all about that hunt or the chase that creates that uh, change in the, in the neurotransmitters and and how this pouring of of this emotion comes from the brain to feed the the pelvic uh, area and really get people excited and 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 have what they call exciting sex because it was spontaneous it was it fulfilled a certain need in them Let's go to some of our A-team uh, WhatsApps. Remember, you can join in as well in the conversation. We're talking about ways to boost your sex life. 011-714-2006 or on WhatsApp 0614-104-107. Good evening to you, Patricia and the dog. I want to remain anonymous. I want to ask the dog. I'm in my mid-50s. Whenever I have erection before penetrating I becomes weak is that normal even if I don't penetrate if I have erection and maybe my penis goes down I become weak is that normal at my age what could be the cause thank you All right over to you doc Yeah so the wetness that he's talking about is the secretion from the skin's gland the little glands in the penis which secrete the liquid that cleans out the urethra and that is the cleansing that occurs so that when you do ejaculate the semen that now produced comes through a very clean tube and therefore carrying the sperm to do its purpose of the sperm being well and good in the process. So it's important that uh, you realize that some men call it the pre-cum and and that is is what is being referred to when you get this wetness that you have. All right, so it's nothing for him to be worried about. No, it's actually a perfectly natural, normal process. All right, over to the next voice note. Hello, this is Patricia. 
Uh, since Patricia, actually, what I want to say, I'm, I'm hearing your case over there saying that actually uh, the average time for social intercourse is like four to eight minutes. Okay, that's exclu excluding uh, foreplay. But for me, actually, I do last about uh, 45 to an hour at most, actually. That's usually, that's what I last. And that's excluding uh, foreplay, my sister. Is it normal? Ask your case over there. Is it normal or what? Because like... Hey, some my, my, my partner complains sometimes because she gets tired and so on. Is it normal or what? Yeah, because I last 45 minutes to an hour. That's excluding for play. Thank you. Is it normal, Doc? Yes, Patricia. Like we said, that there's different strokes for different folks, and, and there are some who will ejaculate within just on penetration, some even before they penetrate to men and women who can actually only start to get orgasmic or ejaculate after 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes. But it's all about what you and your partner do together that both of you feel good about. And, and he's raised a very important point that his partner starts to say, I'm tired, I'm, I'm getting hurt, I'm feeling uh, burned in my vagina because this is going on for too long. And that is the key. So, so we need for that to, to, to be looked at very carefully when uh, you are saying that I last that long. But uh, it's a uniqueness that is, is different to everybody and therefore you build it from there and take it forward. So as we are talking about ways to boost sex life for both men and women, I'm getting this message here um, from Tamba in Durban who says, good evening, Patricia. Enema works for me. I use pure water. So Okata with pure water using the enema. Does this work? Because another one says that they uh, have a mixture of chili peppers, um, cooking oil, a bit of cooking oil warmed up, and then they use and some salt and water, and they use that as an enema. And I'm asking myself, does this really work? How does that affect your, your sexual drive and your performance? How does it boost it? You know, Patricia, it will always be uh, individualistic, very individualistic and very different for almost everybody on this earth, everyone on this earth, every single human on this earth will have their own view and process of sexuality. There was a lovely study that was done, uh, which was done by colleagues of ours, which looked at what is called uh, vaginal uh, practices. And it looked at the practices in South Africa, Mozambique, and it looked at Bangkok and Thailand. And look what women do to make their men uh, more excited uh, and, and, and actually keep their men. Because remember, it's about maintaining your man. And, and, and we have this, and I'm going to bring this out, is that we have the problem in, in our country and, and in, in parts of Africa and in the East where women have to maintain the man because he's the one who keeps the household alive. And therefore, they have to maintain him and keep him happy sexually, which is there. It, 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 it's what we need to be cognizant of when we look at this. And the practices will be ranging from enemas to the use of Savlon, to the use of Norox, to the use of uh, J's flu, to the what? use of tea leaves. 
I promise you, Patricia, the list is endless. And it's all there in this published paper. It's called Vaginal Practices. And, you know, in the East, they do what is called smoking or warming, where you you stand over a certain type of of, of, uh, substance, which is put over a, a smoke and create a smoke with it, which actually warms up. And it's a prenuptial process that people do. And it makes this vulva and vagina all ready for this beautiful matrimonial sex that is going to happen. So vaginal practices are things. We also find that in the studies that were done uh, at the truck stops, etc., where women uh, would want to have sex with men who demanded to have dry sex, and therefore that makes them feel more excited and, and want to be more sexual. So they'd use alum powder and other substances that they would use in their vaginas to create that. So people do lots of things. Holy moly, I'm, I'm really taken aback. And here I was uh, exaggerating about uh, green pepper. Some of the things you've mentioned, are they not dangerous? Exactly, but the person who's using it regularly and all the time feels it's good for them. And that is the way it is. So it, it is what the person does. You know, so when when that study was looked at and, and there were some, I would say, comments, etc. And then the question was asked, so if we look at what happens in, 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 in advanced or westernized countries where people have vaginal surgery, they have laser to the vagina to tighten the vagina, etc. It's the same thing from doing what the end process is. You're creating a better, like uh, uh, <clears throat> our famous uh, host, uh, TV show host says, to the VJJ, you know. So <laughs> it's what people do. Wow. What do men do? Men sew wow. beads into their foreskin, into their uh, skin on their on their penis to create different things that cause excitement for their partner. It's practiced quite a lot. We see a lot of people who who end up uh, being uh, convicted for any reason and go to jail, and they come back and they've had beads put into their penises while they're sitting in jail. Not only in jail, but outside also. But it's what people do. Wow, Doc, the lens we go to to boost our sex lives, to pleasure our partners, are endless. So a lot of women are usually blamed for not performing. Yes, you've prepared your vagina with whatever you feel is right for you, uh, whether it was steaming or eating a green pepper or Norox, whatever it was. But the performance now, a lot of women are, are, are blamed for just being there like, you know, a full chicken laying on their backs, waiting to be roasted, doing nothing. So what advice can we give the ladies when it comes to to sex? Practical advice. Well, you know, there's always been the simple thing, and that is that if you are really into the warmth of your partner, and I'm using that word, into the warmth of your partner, then you will never just lay there because you want to be part of that process because you'll be excited by it when your partner is flirting with you, when your partner is, 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 is affirming you, when your partner is affirming your body, when your partner is spending quality time with you, you're going to really 
be somebody who will participate in that whole process of being sexual and being assertive and and being sensual whenever you want to. So being in the moment is what it's all about. And therefore, if you find that in your relationship that being spicy and being part of being flirty is not happening, then what you have to do is start to rekindle that. And when you start to rekindle that, you 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 create what is is, is, is one may call a, a an insecurity process where you got to create something to to get a a, a a a fire in you. And therefore when you start that fire or that passion or sexual attraction, that tingling, you find that you'll be part of the process. And and that is what it's about. So you have to sort out a few of the difficulties that are causing that. And that's where we find that a lot of people do not do that and sort out those difficulties that they have between themselves so that the woman now suddenly says, ah, I really want to be part of this process and abandon myself and let go because that is what I want to do. And when you start to look at that, there are certain core values that come in, and one of them is to, to, to really love and respect and value yourself as a woman. And that's when you have, you have this lovely feeling. And then if you create this relationship with yourself, with oneself, you, you, you start to keep it good because you say, I like me, and because I like me, I'm a sexual being. I can be sexual, and I can be good. But it is a partner who will create that feeling in you and you will have that feeling for the partner. So it, 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 a lot of it depends on how uh, we want to participate in that. And, and we really need to look at that because lots of couples face a dramatic decline in passion, in sex drive, in sexual attraction, in, in dramatic desire to be with each other. We have to kindle those flames. We have to do it. Well, that's what we're talking about, kindling the flames and ways to boost sex life for both men and women. Please uh, continue interacting with us uh, straight after the break on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. So our A-team, uh, Rorisang Maboto, says, Yo, 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 man, your FM is doing the most. Hashtag never disappoint. Uh, 100%. It's yours truly. Your boy, Rorisang. Rorisang, thank you. I'm sure you're getting some tips. And uh, you can also give us some tips if you have any tips that have worked for you. Doc, aphrodisiacs, being free with yourself, being comfortable with your own body, and also getting to know your partner um, seems to be the most important elements in boosting sex life, as opposed to putting yourself under pressure to say, hey, I'm only you know, able to keep an erection up for three minutes, and you know that's not enough. I think at the end of the day, that's not what people are looking for. They're looking for mutual, beneficial, enjoyable sexual encounters. Um, and, and maybe it's our minds that we need to fix and get right in relationships. Agreed. And exactly the point is that if we do not have that sexual communication or we don't have the, 
the ability or the freedom to communicate our inner feeling with our partner. We always are going to be anxious that I'm not satisfying her, she's not satisfying me. And that is going to be part of where this the, the, this fight will, will start, and and therefore I give I give my 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 couples homework, and I say let's start with simple things which you have not done for ages, and that is when last did you stare into your partner's eyes? When did you last hold a hand? When did you last steal a kiss? You know, like away from the children, if you want to keep it simple. When when did you embrace quietly? as if this was somebody you met for the first time. And, and that brings about a whole new system in them. And I also ask them to regularly go for first dates where they go and have a date like as they never met each other for the first time. And, and, and I tell them that there are many people that they die at 25, but we only bury them at 75. So please don't be part of that group. Uh, and, and please do that. Those of you who want to live, live and really be this beautiful person who's spending quality time with your partner, who's making romance a priority and not just, hey, I'm ready for you, open your legs and let's have some sex. Because that is not going to kindle any type of process or even a hunt. So always good to to be part of of creating and spending time touching outside of sex because People think that you only touch only when you are going to be sexual. There's many instances where you have to do the touching outside of sex so that you start to do that, what I call outer course. So intercourse and outer course are there. So start the outer course long way before the intercourse will happen and therefore you create your partner. And then change your attitude towards sex and fall in love again and that's that's a whole new process. So do it. And you, if, you, if you want to and if you committed to create that what is relationship, 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 the cornerstone of love, trust, and respect, which satisfies this beautiful software. And remember, the software in your brain is where your mind is and your intellect is and your ego is, and that satisfies your love, trust, and respect. And once the software is balanced, your hardware will behave in the best way possible. Let's go to the ATMS messages. Uh, greetings, greetings, uh, my kings and queens. Yeah, this is Mr. Anonymous. I just want to know from my doctor that, uh, that is it normal if I'm addicted to both vaginal and anal sex? Yeah, I will listen to the radio for an answer. Thanks, bye. And uh, Doc, you'll answer all the questions at the end uh, because I've got this one as well who says, my partner doesn't get erections. And it's very frustrating. It's actually dead. I am somer given up. If he gets it, it's very weak and it lasts less than three minutes. Shoo. Okay, another one says, what causes a penis not to get erect when you want to have sex with your partner for the second round? An advice from King St. Nazi who says, um, sometimes drink a jug of warm water or Joko tea. You'll thank me later. That's some advice from King St. Nazi. Doc, so we've got a couple of questions here. All right. So let's start with the vaginal and anal sex. And again, I say it's preferences. If your partner is comfortable 
with anal sex, you will be in a good relationship. But if your partner is not, then you're going to have difficulty. So these things must be the things that we talk and get into so that if your partner is comfortable with anal sex and vaginal sex, you don't have a difficulty at all. So he wouldn't have the difficulty. Difficulty If he is he's not really addicted, he actually is, that's his preference. So when we look at our sexual practices, that is one of the practices that people can have, both vaginal, anal sex, etc. And some people just prefer to have oral sex and vaginal sex, or just oral sex only. And they're quite happy with that uh, all the time. The the other question uh, related, oh, Patricia, I almost forgot that. The second question related to... Uh, the partner not having an erection. Yes, uh, so erection. Yeah, she's now, given up. Erections and the restoration of erections is fairly simple nowadays if men seek treatment. We know that whenever you see an erection loss, so anybody who's got erectile difficulty, please save your partner's life. Any man who does not have erections on good stimulation, any man who's lost early morning erections, is a cardiac patient to prove otherwise. That man should get a good checkup. If he's diabetic, hypertensive, etc., he can have a cardiac event in the next two to five years. So please, she, whoever that is, should save their partner and their family members who have that difficulty. So erection can be the sign, or erection loss, or poor erections can be a sign that might save your life. And when, the other yes. question was around um, the second round. Why is it so difficult to uh, get an erection for the All second right. round? So men, as they grow older, the refractory period, the period from one erection to the next gets longer. And therefore, sometimes we have to give men what we call PD-5 inhibitors to use so that the second round can get uh, better and happen quicker. Secondly, is that it depends on your physical prowess and also your ability to be sexual again. So we advise people to become more physically active. We do sometimes use medications to boost that and get them sexual again. But we also say that there has to be stimulation and an excitement that will create that second round to start again also. But AIDS does cause the problem of people having that refractory period getting longer. Doc, I wish we had more time, but we don't. So please give us your contact details for our A-teamers to be in touch with you. 031-577-8932. Excellent. Simple as that. Thank you very much for your time, uh, Dr. Ramla Khan. Good night all and do enjoy. Have a blessed sex life. Wow, I love that note. A-teamers, it's a minute after midnight. It's time for us to head on home. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.